0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.
1: A Texas meteorologist is going viral after social media posts from iWeatherNet, which he founded and operates, drew incredible backlash across the internet. For the weather? You Hmm. get backlash for the weather? I think he
2: did something else. Yeah,
1: he might have. Uh, Chris Robbins, iWeatherNet Facebook account, uh, which has over 116,000 followers and covers weather events in Dallas, Fort Worth, and also Atlanta, Georgia, posted on Monday morning, a warning, but not of the weather-related variety. So he actually posted this on a weather site.
2: Yeah, it's not great.
1: A child just rang my doorbell, the post read, folks, you do not ring doorbells in 2023. My six was loaded. Keep your kids away. All of this from a doorbell ringing?
2: Yeah, a ding-dong ditching. And he's talking about sh- shooting somebody coming up to his doorbell. Jesus, that's... what the actual hell is going on?
1: That is out there.
2: That's terrifying.
1: It is terrifying.
2: Okay, um, do you know what your doorbell is for? Like,
1: yeah, alerting someone that you're there. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. The post was signed Chris, indicating Robbins wrote and posted it himself. The post has since been repeatedly edited as backlash flowed in, but some Internet users were able to screenshot the original, upload it on social media themselves. So you're willing to shoot someone just because they rang your doorbell? Facebook user Stephanie uh, (laughs) Seely replied to the uh, post. Stand your ground isn't meant for that, and the way you're nearly uh, threatening uh, anyone, specifically kids, is disgusting, and why some people shouldn't have guns. I'm not effing around, Robbins wrote in reply, according to a screenshot. So he even fought back at that. Oh, he doubled down. But why would you do that?
2: I have no idea. Like, we get it. You have a big penis and you have a gun. We get it. it.
1: Probably has a small penis.
2: Probably, but, like, he wants us to be like, yeah, well, I got a gun loaded. What? You know, what,
1: and why, how did you get there so quickly?
2: You brought a gun to a, like, like a...
1: A doorbell fight.
2: I thank you. That's true. <laughs> that's what I was trying to figure out. Man, I, I just, like rock paper scissors. You brought a gun to rock paper scissors. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: People in their guns. You got to do it. Look, I'm a gun owner. I have several uh, several guns. Some down in Florida. Some here. Yeah. Um, I've never pulled a gun on anyone in my life. I had a gun pulled on me once. Oh. My head. You ever had a gun put put up to your head?
3: Uh, not voluntarily.
1: There you go. <sighs> This guy was extremely drunk. I went to high school with him. It was back when I was in high school. We were at a party together, and he was very drunk and thought it would be funny to walk up and put the gun to my head and pull the trigger, no. or pull the uh, hammer back. No. That was funny. That was really hilarious. Thank you so that's much. actually terrifying. Oh, it was not comfortable. That Did, part is Were true. you
2: scared at the moment, or were you scared when you thought about it later?
1: That's funny. That, that's a good question, because it was later. <laughs> At first, it did not scare me. It pissed me off. Yeah,
2: I have it on deployment a lot. Something extreme would happen, and then until I thought about it, I wasn't scared at all during it, and then after, I'd be like, whoa.
1: Yeah, we have that in common because that's exactly what it was. I was not afraid then. I was angry, (laughs) but later it was, oh, my God. Uh, skipped it by a one- or two-second reaction. I mean, he could have literally pulled the hammer Uh, back not far enough where it would have released and shot me anyway. What a fun
2: party trick that was, sir. Oh,
1: we had some interesting parties back in the day.
2: Oh, my God, I would die.
1: Not great. That's all I have to say is not. (laughs) I just One thing I love about when you guys post the – do you guys write the headlines when you post this stuff? Because this one might be one of my favorites of all time. Man drilled hole in his own skull to t- stay constantly high. Yeah. How did you get there that if I drill a hole in my head, I'll always be high? Does it work? Uh, we're going to find out. But why would you think that it would deaden your brain, not enhance it? And
2: enlighten it? Maybe that's what his drugs do- does, is deaden your brain.
1: Just deadens his brain, so I we feel know. yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't really understand this. A man drilled a hole into his own skull so that he could remain constantly high joe mellon a former member of the swinging 60s acid revolution joe give it up for christ's sake you've been at it now for 60 years shut the hell up and go away
2: it's time i love that you're right like it's you've tried it's never gonna happen joe quit trying to make fetch happen
1: well this guy's got to be 80 years old isn't he
2: he's the coolest 80 year old oh
1: he is okay Uh, Joe Mellon, a former member of the swinging 60s and uh, acid revolution, devised a plan to ensure that he could be indefinitely tripping through an archaic process known as trepanation. I've never heard of trepanation. You ever heard of that?
2: No, it sounds so close like trepidation.
1: Oh my God, I'm looking at his picture right now. He might be 100. Just maybe. As daunting as it sounds, Mellon attempted uh, the procedure not once, but twice during the stomach churning three times before he had quite literally hit the nail on the head. Um, Ellen gave uh, the phrase, chasing a high, a whole new definition after being introduced to the bizarre concept of trepanation back in the heyday of, uh, is it Ibiza? Ibiza, yeah. It is Ibiza.
2: Took a trip to Ibiza.
1: There you go. In case you're not clued up on the skull drilling process, trepanation, or trepanning, is widely considered to be one of the oldest surgical procedures known to humanity. It refers to a surgical procedure in which a circular piece of bone is drilled or scraped, then excised, uh, most commonly from the human skull, recalling what would go on to become a life threat, uh, life-altering moment, excuse me. Mellon remembered the first time he ever met Bart Hughes. Uh, I don't know if it's Hughes because there's no H second H in it, just says Huggus. Oh, good old Huggis. You think they just accidentally left the H out?
2: I don't know. Maybe that's how he spells it.
1: Uh, the man who would go on to uh, inform him of the procedure. So why would you think that drilling a hole in your head would keep you high, though? I don't get that.
2: I don't know, and I'm, like, in such a – like, I want to search up a bunch of things about it so bad. Because, like, this this is like a rab- – would be a big rabbit hole for me.
1: Yeah, the story goes on and on and on. That's one thing about stories now when you go on the on the wire – the stories go on and on and on. It's like, could you cut them back a little bit? That'd be good. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I can tell you this one thing I can guarantee you sitting here today. I, you will never hear about me drilling a hole in my head so I can stay high. If I wanted to get high, I'd go get high. Yeah.
2: I feel like there's a lot of issues. Step one, do you, what, what, how do you wear your hat? Can you wear a hat?
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good point. You're like, you're high today.
2: <laughs> I'm high, but I'm high all the time. You've been Again,
1: taking medication, haven't you?
2: Baseline? No.
1: You haven't? No. So you're that nuts today, just out of, in a normal manner? No,
2: I am just re- learning about trepanation. You're weird. Yeah, that's probably true.
1: Let me point that out. Fine with
2: that? I don't think I've ever claimed to be normal. Like I've never walked in here and be true. like, I'm the picture of sanity. I, j- I have zero holes. That's not true. I almost said I have zero holes in my head. I got a bunch right there. I got ears, that's eyes. True. No,
1: Nostrils, like, the whole deal.
2: I need it like I need a hole in my head. A
1: yapper like there's no tomorrow. Hey, tell first. me about it. You got any tattoos, Tom? Nope. No? Never had any interest in it. Every, all of my friends got tattoos except for me. Mm-hmm. I just had no interest in somebody stabbing me.
2: Rudy, when did you get your first tattoo?
3: 17. Wow. Yeah. And then it's been downhill ever since. And you know, when- What
1: drove you to get a tattoo?
3: Uh, you know, I'm 17 years old, you're a boy, like, you, you, there's something about it that's cool. Every, I, all my friends were getting, like, wizards and, you know, like, oh, yeah. like skulls. I got my grandfather's name tattooed on me. And you
2: your first tattoo, do you regret it at all?
3: Uh, not that tattooed, but there's a few that I regret, obviously, yeah. And then when was your last tattoo? Uh, about, uh, eight months ago. Wow. Yeah. So you really are. Yeah, no, I enjoy it. It's just, uh, yeah, l- luckily, because I'm... Noticing that as you get older, the pain threshold is a little less. It takes, really? yeah, yeah. It it, it yep. really it 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 really does hurt. And now they have you know special salves and like numbing agents that you can put on it. You don't feel a thing.
2: No. Nice.
1: Yeah. How did it start? Did it start? Uh, it was a one the Maoris were they the ones that started tattooing?
2: That would make sense. there theirs are beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah, Maoris are big into tattoos. I don't know if that's where it started. Anybody have any idea how tattooing even started? <laughs>
3: I believe it came from, like, a lot of the ancient tribes, right? Like, yeah. a lot of the African yeah. tribes were doing it. And the way they did it, um, I believe it was kind of like the Samoan. They took that style where they basically they take a knife and, like, a stick and they tap it. And they literally hit it over and over and over again and tap the ink into uh, your stream, oh, I see. Not okay. like a tattoo gun. Yeah.
2: Uh,
3: but b- beautiful
1: pieces of work, but I couldn't imagine sitting through that. I've never even been in a tattoo parlor, come to think of. It. yeah, I, I didn't even realize that. I've never even been in a, a parlor.
2: Hmm. I visited my friends that were getting like big pieces done, brought them some snacks. It's fun.
1: You brought them snacks?
2: Yeah. My cousin, uh, Hannah... She was getting like a big piece, and it was her first tattoo, and she was in town from North Dakota. And so my, her sister and them were all there, and I brought a bunch of snacks, and she almost fainted, and we ate snacks watching her almost faint. You
1: know what's interesting about that? I never even realized this till today, but the reason I don't have any tattoos is I read The Illustrated Man when I was a little kid. Ah. You know that book? It's a very famous book called The Illustrated Man. Mm-hmm. This guy's tattooed literally from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. Every inch of his body is covered with tattoos. And as a little boy reading that book, I finished the book and I said, "I ain't ever getting a tattoo. I can promise you that. Wow. <laughs> That's never going to happen." Mm-hmm. That's what inspired me to never get a tattoo. The illustri- its a great book, by the way. If you ever get a chance to read it, all right, really good. But um, it, it just—yeah, I, I just like I said, my friends. I wonder if I, well, a couple of them didn't, but most of my friends did get a tattoo, mostly on their legs though, not uh, not on the arms, like. I wanted to get born to raise hell, but then that murderer down there in the Kennedy deal, he ruined it for me.
2: You were on, like, born T-O, and then you're like, oh, change it. I born to talk.
1: Born Tom. Born Tom. That's what it turned out to be. It's magnificent. I think another part of that is, back when I was a kid, I didn't trust anybody enough to stab a needle into me. I just didn't.
2: You have trust issues? Well,
1: yeah, hard to believe, huh? Shocking. How did that ever happen? Uh, as pointed out by Kristen earlier this morning, a uh, little uh, Hollywood strike going on. We'll have to talk about that at, off and on this morning, but we've got to take a break right here. Uh, Chris Eggert coming up in just a little bit. Elon Bailey is going to be with us. Um, uh, MGM Plus's horror series from he will be Elon be talking about that. Does he pronounce it Elon or Elon? I believe you know? it's Elon. It yep. is Elon, mm-hmm. just like Elon mm-hmm. Musk. Mm-hmm. Same story. We'll take a break. Be right back in a couple seconds. Chris will join us right after this as well. This is Tom. We have a new sponsor to the show, and it's a family business, which is my kind of business. You heard what I said. Uh, matter of fact, I talked to him yesterday. Dave's a great guy. They're going to come out and do a bunch of work at our house. Perfect. So basically, if I do make any money from these commercials, Catherine will spend about three times that much to get our, get our yard straightened away. Isn't what that
2: life anyways?
1: It kind of is. No, they had a really nice conversation yesterday, as a matter of fact. The owner lives here. His name is Tom Dean. Uh, I'm talking about two great businesses that are serving their customers as one, Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Whatever power sport or marine product you were looking for, it all starts at the lodge. And again, that's the other thing. That's the reason I brought it up that she talked to one of our advertisers yesterday because we're going to talk to Power Lodge too about the fact that we don't have a pontoon anymore. Yeah. And I want to get a pontoon again.
2: Ooh, I like that. I love pontoon.
1: Remember our pontoon?
2: Yes, I remember your pontoon. It was super fun. It had like souped up. Didn't it have those, like, two engines? It was so yeah, wild. Yeah, two engines,
1: yeah. yeah. It was great. Whatever power sport or marine product you are looking for, it all starts at the Lodge. Power Lodge. Receive the incredible, I said incredible, shopping experience mm-hmm. you're looking for. And it also just happens that uh, both these uh, stores are kicking off the warm outdoor season with a sale this week. Save money and win stuff during the power sale through Saturday, May 6th. The Power Lodge in Miller Marine They're in Brainerd, Ramsey, Onamia, and Miller Marine, of course, is located in St. Cloud. Save on all pontoons. I said save on all pontoons. So we got to get this done, Brittany. Love that. We do. With entry-level brands starting at 19990 and that includes pontoon, motor, and trailer. Uh, yeah, it's great. You're going to hear a lot about Power Lodge and Miller Marine from me in the coming months, but during this week's power sale, go to any location, get some throttle therapy on land and water, millermarine.com and powerlodge.com. You can tell them that Tommy sent you.
0: The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bialki. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy,
4: but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works
0: for me. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com keyword partner. Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep.
1: The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at TomBernardShow.com As a golf passport cardholder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to TomBernardShow.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just $90? Now you got it.
0: TomBernardShow.com Keyword Passport This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. I don't have an attitude problem.
2: No, nobody said that.
1: What do they mean by that accusation? I'd like to know, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, the smiling face of Chris Eggert looking at me right now. What's happening, Pally? Hey, how are you guys? Magnificent. It's been a weird morning. I don't know what it is. It's kind of a weird day.
5: I caught part of your conversation about the guy with a hole in his head. Yeah. That was weird.
1: How would that um, make you high, Chris? Huh? Drilling a hole in your noggin makes you high. Uh,
5: I have no idea, but I also know that I came across <laughs> a story yesterday about the perineum tanning. Oh, yeah. Apparently, apparently, you get high from that, too. Oh, you do? Yeah, it, like, opens up your soul or some such. <laughs> You're good.
2: energy from it.
5: Yeah. From it's tanning like yeah. T- your butthole?
2: Yeah, so you have you to... Call it
5: What's, go ahead, Brittany.
2: You have to, like, go out in your yard, and you have to lay on your back, and you have to, like, spread your legs and present your perineum to the sun. Now, well, the key part about it is you have to do this. You have to ramp up to an amount of time. Oh, because you Because you can burn the heck out of that skin.
1: Oh, I would admit that. Now, is that your taint? Is that the same thing? as yes, perineum yeah. is your yep. taint, right? Yep. So basically, yeah. you'd have to, like, lift up a little bit yeah. for the taint to get... To get suntanned.
2: As like women, it's just like an OB/GYN appointment. Just
1: I suppose yeah, towards that's true. the sun. Harder for men because you got that sack getting in the way. It's a,
2: it's, that's a, get rid of that it's, thing. It's ugly. <laughs> seems like
5: people are going to some really um, unusual steps to find joy, happiness, uh, the feeling of euphoria. Yeah.
1: You know what's sad about that, Chris, is that, that the fact that what that tells you is that people are so incredibly uncomfortable with dealing with other human beings right now. Yeah, It's one of the worst periods of my life, and I've been around a few decades, that people are so incredibly mean to each other right now. It's unbelievable.
5: I know. I was on Twitter this morning look, just looking around. There was some stuff going on with uh, Ukraine and Russia that was uh, breaking news a little bit earlier, and I was trolling around on Twitter. And, like, I, it was vile. Like, there was not... Like, people just hating on every yeah. single thing and Everything. hating on each other. And I, like, I just turned it off. I was like, Jesus, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's
1: Turn it's- inward if you're having that. Because t- I am having a tough time dealing with the world right now. But if I turn inward and look at my family and my friends and my loved ones, I don't give a rat's ass what anyone else thinks. I don't care. Right. Well, the
5: reality is your family are the only people in the world that give two shits about any of us, right? Yeah, like exactly when it, right. When it really comes down to it, at the end of the day, whatever, there are only a few people in your life who really, truly, honestly, you know, are there for every single moment of it. And I, you know, it's, yeah, no. I, I, I agree. Do you guys remember? I don't want to say anything. I'm gonna want to. I'm not gonna say the guy's name, but um, there was a very well-known television personality in the Twin Cities who has was a huge, huge, huge deal, like way back in the day. Um, I'll text you the name later. Just I, again, I don't want to say anything um, bad about him, but he he'd gotten out of the business. I was visiting his home and his entire basement was filled up of all these things that he'd won and all these things that he'd done and pictures with presidents and this and that and whatever. And all I, all I kept thinking was like, I didn't see any pictures of his family. Oh, like yeah. uh, to, to what extent was all of that, that he did for his life when I don't, I don't know. It was, it was just kind of made me feel sad really. Um, Yeah.
1: So you're not going to tell me who this is? There were a local a a local news anchor.
5: Yeah, you'll know. I I I didn't say news anchor. Oh, you
1: didn't say news anchor. Oh, I just thought it was because you're a news anchor.
5: No, uh, I thought it was you. It just made me realize, like that was kind of a profound moment for me. Like I really quit. I was just like, you know, none of this really matters. The the family is the only thing that matters. This matters.
1: No, it's true
5: for us to be able to provide a living, you know, to be able to provide for our families. But yeah, it is depressing right now. To I agree. run that story
1: and, by me again. Cause did I miss a part of it? Uh, Just about worry, the, about the, about the, when Rudy's on the phone, he talks like this. Yeah. So anyway, you know, we can hear you when you're doing that.
5: Oh, <laughs> all I was, you were talking about family and importance of family. And I was talking about this very well-known yeah, yeah. television personality and being in his house and all i saw was stuff about his career and i knew yeah, he had a yeah. family and i just saw very little about the family it made me really sad because i was just thinking you know when the career's over nobody cares
1: yeah <laughs> no you're, no, gone, you're right man. you're right nobody
5: cares
2: no that is it's um i'm going to need you guys to turn this bus around um and I'm going to do that by asking you, did you find out if the Wienermobile is the only one or is there more than
5: one?
1: There How did we get here Because
2: I don't want to talk about sad stuff anymore. Yeah, well, he
5: does. Well, Chris, do you? No. no, it's all right. I was just trying to stay on topic. Um, there are multiple <laughs> Wienermobiles, yes. And I did get to ride the Wienermobile yesterday as well. Oh, you did?
1: Well, I that's did. nice. Is
5: it comfy? Uh, it's kind of weird. Actually, it's like one of those charter buses. They all seem to think of any charter bus you've ever been in. Yeah. They all seem to have the same pattern of carpet on the ground mm-hmm. and the same pattern in the seats. Yeah. That's kind of what the inside of the uh, Oscar Mayer Wienermobile was. I didn't realize there's a bunch of seats in there. Yeah. It's like a conversion van shaped like a hot dog. Oh. <laughs>
2: okay.
5: Yeah. And is there more than one? Yes, there are multiple. Okay. thank and you. And you don't get hot dogs. What? Yeah. They didn't bring mm-hmm. any? No, they give you a wiener whistle. That's pretty cool.
1: So you blow on a wiener after you leave it?
5: Yeah. And my partner, uh, Megan New, TV's Megan Newquist, yesterday, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she was trying to blow into her wiener whistle and it wouldn't work. And this was live on the show. <laughs> and she's like, I can't get it to work. And sometimes I forget I'm on TV. And I looked at her and I said, I think there's a pill for that, right? And
0: <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even think she heard me say it.
5: <laughs> it just kind of like, which was good because I probably would have gotten in trouble. For that.
1: that all works out in the end, right? Yeah.
5: Well, you got I, kind I, of a I,
1: sad I, edge to you today. What's the matter?
5: I know. Well, it was because you guys, uh, it was depressing what we talked about. I'm sorry I did that.
1: No, it's fine. It'll happen. I, I do want to know who it is. So, do you know? I, do I know the person? You'll know who it is. But do like, I know him personally?
5: Legendary. No longer with us, if that gives you a clue.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So, you know, I, I think I might know. I think his wife um, once yelled at me. Oh. I think. Well, Hold that- Oh, oh, that cheered be- you right up, me getting yelled at. Now he's got a big smile on his face. That's real nice, Chris. Tom got burned to the ground. Good. Now, now I'm having fun. <laughs> Nobody said that. Nobody said that.
5: So you guys are talking about the origins of tattooing also yes. earlier in the segment before. Yes, sir. I hopped on the old uh, information superhighway, and it sounds like they've got proof of tattoos like going back at least 5,000 years. Whoa. They found a... a Uh, Like a mummy in ice that had some kind of cave or some kind of tattoo markings on them. And then there's a whole thing about the ancient Egyptians because a lot of women were tattooed. And it sounds like there's a big debate about whether or not it was it was like uh, hookers who were tattooed. Oh. Um, But then there's another theory that it was women who had already who had childbirth had been tattooed. But there's a ton of uh, ancient Egyptian women who've got proof of tattoos too. Really? So Wow! Yeah, yeah, was, and they did it apparently with soot. So oh. they would make the, you know, kind of like they do it in prison. They'll make a, they'll make the cut, and then they filled in with um, uh, ballpoint pen ink. That's how a lot of them get it done in prison. But apparently they did it with soot.
1: Oh. So, I bet you that was really sanitary, huh?
5: Well, I mean. What was your life expectancy back then anyway?
1: About 36.
5: Right. And that's if you lived a good long life.
1: That's true. Yeah,
5: you're right. I'm thinking a soot tattoo would be kind of a cool Rudy. You could like start that trend being a thing again now. Think about that. All these hipster types, you'd be like, oh, this is soot from a birch that I I pulled out of a forest in northern Minnesota. Blah, blah, blah. Like, think uh-huh. about that. You know, the hipsters would go for that. They'd
3: love it. Yeah, I don't know. I already got enough bad tattoos that I uh, I regret. <laughs> so I don't know if I need to put any soot in my body. I think it's Kostaki. I think, good friend of the show, Kostaki. I always screw up his last name, but uh, he's got a joke where he says, I saw a lady with a tattoo that said, I'm enough. Obviously not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Economopolis is his last name. That's how you say it. Stocky yes. <laughs> Economopolis. Great guy. Wonderfully funny guy. Enough. And a sweetheart of a man. That's all I have to say. There's no question about it. So, in any case, I no, I'm not going to get any tattoos. What else shouldn't I do?
5: Uh, don't go outside for the next five months. Why? Oh. Uh, the mosquitoes are going to be really bad this that's year. That's
1: what I heard. Is it because. Yeah. Uh, Oh, uh, who is that, that just walked behind you? <laughs> it's Hannah. Hannah, that you I knew it was you. Hi, Hannah. What are you doing? Oh we need you today, Hannah. Yeah, we're we're, st- st- we're very, struggling. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're we're on the struggle bus. Struggle bus,
1: typical Wednesday. I mean,
5: I'm trying to cheer him up by telling them the mosquitoes <laughs> go are going to be really bad this year. <laughs>
1: I, know. Uh, I know. I love that oh, Hannah just oh. walks through the screen once a while. I just love that. <laughs> oh, it's Hannah. <laughs> See, oh, she gave us the peace sign. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. Peace out, man. So because
5: we didn't have any rain last year, the mosquitoes were nothing. Oh, sure, Um, yeah. But we've got so much rain this year. Anyway, I bring it up because the Metropolitan uh, Mosquito Control District is going to be out spraying today, starting today. So if you see helicopters, it's not the government coming after you. It is indeed um, mosquito sprayers.
1: So that's a good thing, staying on top of it, don't you think?
5: Yeah, yeah. We were. It's funny. Back in, well, Rudy, you lived in a small town. Did they they fog for mosquitoes in your small town?
3: Yeah, for sure, and especially like around the the lakes area, like Leech Lake, Lake Winnipegosh, all those places. You have to because yeah. there's so much water. And man, the second it gets to be in the 70s, it is just it's thick with them. It's like it's almost like a. a like uh, that somebody puts a screen outside it's just right. it's impossible to, it's ugh,
5: it sucks uh, but the, I know in my little town they had this like truck that would drive around and spew this what must have been extremely toxic stuff into right the, mm-hmm. like you're playing out you're out playing baseball or in your yard or whatever you're breathing it in too i mean I'm, it wasn't like it was just hitting the mosquitoes yeah. right
1: you know what's interesting about there is a study that very few people know about, and maybe maybe they do by now, whatever, but there was an area right down just I guess it would be a little a little east and a little a little south of Loring Park. Mm-hmm. That back in the mid-50s or late fifties, they sprayed that entire area with a chemical and never told anybody they did it. And a lot of children later on had to, had heart attacks or had to have heart surgery. Do you even know that story? No. See, that's another one of the stories that they hide out. They tried this, spraying this chemical. My sister was one of them. My, my sister, Bobby, had to have, I think twice, she had to have her uh, her heart worked on and her brain worked on and all that stuff. And yeah, you go back. I don't know if you, I assume you can still find out facts about that.
2: That's so sad.
1: Yeah, they sprayed the entire neighborhood. I don't know what it was for. I have no idea why they would do that. But, uh, yeah, it caused many, many problems. So you got to be careful with that stuff, spraying for mosquitoes and all that. you got to be very well, careful.
5: I, well, we were down in Mexico, I don't know, a month or so ago now, and they had one of those trucks, like, driving around the resort. And I, I got guys kind of flashback to old days, and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, it's Mexico. So I'm guessing whatever yeah, <laughs> like, well, regulations that. that they have to abide by here in the United States, that's probably not the case down there
1: i would have to agree with you on that one no question about it so I, yeah hopefully we behave better than we used to you think i hope so
5: i mean britney looks like she's brit that <laughs> britney is very sad right now
2: i don't like the idea of listen to stories about kids having heart disease in the future what? You should go on another show. Right, then. I'll lean into it you, because no, I. know
1: you, you should go on another show. I love crying, so
2: let's lean into it. What is the disease <laughs> that we are worried about here in America? Is it like malaria or Zika? Is not here. Like what? No, I don't is it just so. because they're annoying?
5: I think it's mainly that. Yeah, I mean, mosquitoes do spread like West spread Nile, malaria. Diseases, yeah, diseases, right? But I, it's more an issue of um, just an annoyance factor for people. Okay.
1: At this point. Are mosquitoes so, getting bigger? Somebody told well, me mosquitoes are getting bigger, but I don't know that. I mean, I, le,
5: I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not an entomo, entomo, entomology entomologist. entomologist. That, yeah, the title's
2: the reason you never went into it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, right. I can't even say it. I that sure the, as hell can't
5: study it. The gate. Um, but if they're, if they're coming up with ways like they're, they're sprinkling certain stuff on the ground and in the lakes to get rid of them, wouldn't it stand to reason that the ones that are able to survive that or come back from it are bigger? Are bigger. That's yeah, exactly right. that's true. Very good point. Are like yeah,
2: some sort of genetic thing that they can avoid it. So we're just creating
5: these super mosquitoes. This is so fun. This is like a, uh, and I would uh, I would say right now that that was rampant speculation on my part. Agreed. Um, and I I want that. We should get Mike McClain on the phone. Uh, Mike McLean's the guy in charge of the mosquito control district. He would have the
1: answers. We should talk to him about that whole whole deal.
5: Just to really pep Brittany up, we should just call him and talk about mosquito and mosquito-borne illnesses. (sighs) Yeah, let's
3: do it. We wouldn't even be. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say we wouldn't even be dealing with these damn things unless it was for airplanes. Did you guys know that?
2: That's the main reason. That's
3: the reason. Because there was never a, a mosquito. In the United States until we started having uh, transatlantic flights when we came yeah, from they Africa. they brought them over. They brought yeah.
2: them over. I did not That's know brutal. that. That's actually an interesting
1: fun fact. Yeah. happened yeah. a lot, as a matter of fact. Not just mosquitoes, but a lot of things. Absolutely. That's true. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right about that. Yeah. That's a cool fact. <laughs> oh, here's what I like. We talk about stuff she's all said. You talk about people poisoning us, and she's all cheered <laughs> up about it. I'm just
2: trying to lean into a fun fact. I'm You're just taking disaster. what morsel I can get of, oh, that's interesting.
1: She's a disaster. She's a disaster. That
5: yeah, that is an interesting uh, invasive species fact. Rudy, do you have any other invasive species? <laughs> what do you know about zebra mussels? Well, the yeah.
3: zebra mussel actually came from a river. Uh, you might have heard of it. The Nile <laughs> uh. came over here on a boat. <laughs> I don't have any of that. But uh, yeah. Anyway, no, that's where the um, all came from.
5: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What about those? Uh, we, I don't think they call them Asian carp any, anymore. But what oh, about yeah. those?
1: Yeah, those came. Well, that was a Vietnam thing, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Mm-hmm. Well, we've poisoned the earth. What else do you <laughs> want to talk about? <laughs> oh, did we lose? Did we lose Chris? No, he's laughing. Vietnam here. Oh, it's just covered up. <laughs> he I just couldn't. wishes
5: he wasn't.
1: No, I couldn't because we're we're working on some stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm
5: sorry. I, I, listen, I came out of the block here, feeling the energy of the room. So, but I, you know what?
1: I, you know what's amazing about that? That everybody I've run into today, and I don't know why, but it's got a little edge to them.
2: Really? Why?
1: Why do you think? What happens at certain times? There's a little bit of one yesterday, but today it's a lot bigger. Did something happen overnight that that is affecting people? The greatly? moon is
5: getting fuller. If you buy into that one, it's yeah, not the there. full it's moon It's not quite yeah. there yet, but it looks like it's getting closer.
1: I suppose it all works out in the end. But yeah, that means
5: it's people. waxing.
1: It is the waxing. Is
5: waxing. The it's waxing. It's getting bigger. Mood. It's waning. It means it's getting smaller. Yes, sir. Speak? Right, Brittany?
2: Yep, you nailed it. I knew oh, that. Oh,
1: for Christ's sake. Yep. I really?
2: I'm double-checking. to make... Yep,
5: you're right.
1: Waning. A waning moment. You've heard of that before. <laughs> I wish I was waning
5: moment right now. <laughs> we
1: all wish you were a waning moment right now. You're
5: waning. I mean, you are You guys are halfway through your show. Technically, you're waning now, right? Uh we're in Taurus season. Does that
2: help at all?
1: Taurus season. What do you mean?
2: Taurus. Like tourists. April 20th to May 20th.
1: Oh, Taurus, the bull. That's the bull. So this is what you're going to bring up. Really? You're okay, going to start s- doing okay, z- the zoological Okay, well, the
2: moon was accurate speculation. That's what I'm saying. It's a disaster. But the moment I try to bring... Okay. <laughs> no, all right, scientist. Both of you are a disaster. I wonder what the constant in your life is when everyone you talk to has a little bit of edge.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I wonder. Oh. All pain in the ass? You I mean, is that what you're talking about? It must be me. No, it's all of you.
2: I'm the problem.
1: Everyone on earth, all eight and a half billion of your sons of bitches.
5: <laughs> Don't of worry. You. The mosquitoes are going to take care of a good <laughs> chunk yeah, exactly. of them this year. Yeah, just go stand outside on your deck and let them just consume you. and then.
1: I have a question for you. Yeah. Is there a point where we'll get knocked off out of our orbit because there are many, many more people in the Eastern Hemisphere than the Western Hemisphere? Is that a problem? There are eight, seven and seven and a half billion people in the Eastern Hemisphere and only one billion people in the Western Hemisphere. Is all that weight eventually going to cause, a, is, is it going to shift? Think about that.
5: I mean, uh, y- y- what you say does make sense. I I have no idea what the gravitational pull is in the orbit that we're currently in and what it would take to shift that.
1: It'd have to be massive, obviously. But thinking about that, there are seven times more people on the Eastern Hemisphere than there are here, and yet we get blamed for all the pollution, which was, I just love that.
5: Yeah, I'm. I'm. let's go with <laughs> the theory, since we've been rampantly speculating about all kinds of things yes, this morning, yes. that somehow... Um, the changes in the Earth's climate that are occurring are because the gravitational pull has been pulled that's off. That's
1: exactly and right.
5: that's what's that's, changing the weather.
1: That's what I'm saying, is that uh, this is not good, and it's all the fault. The pollution knocking us out, out, of our, uh, out of our orbit eventually, it's all the Eastern Hemisphere, you sons of bitches. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> he just starts laughing. I'm telling you, think about it. Look, we already pointed out that the McDonald's logo is not a McDonald's logo. It's a pair of titties, which we brought up two weeks ago, and now it came out as a national story today. So two weeks now we're going to hear about all the people in the Eastern Hemisphere are destroying the earth. Because they are. Mm-hmm. There's no question they are. We, get, we, we love to take blame ourselves. We have nothing to do with the level of pollution on this earth. Nothing. Yeah, my lawnmower is really pissing everybody. Give me a break. Take care of the real problem and get back to me about my lawnmower. Okay.
5: Don't, it's no-mow-may, Tom, so you can't mow That's
1: it what either. I'm saying. They're over there polluting the piss out of everything, dumping their garbage in the ocean, and I can't mow my—which, I don't mow my lawn anyway, so I don't give a shit.
2: No-mow-may.
1: <laughs> no-mow-may is a thing? No-mow-may. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, we talked about it yesterday. No. Yes, we did. Now you must
2: have done it on the family, because I no. never—look, Rudy is agreeing with me for one—
1: Neither one of you pay attention. What are you talking about? You You're gonna turn do two to one
2: podcasts. Of you two? Nice. And sometimes those worlds blend.
1: You're a disaster. You
2: want to come for me today? <laughs> Chris,
1: help me.
5: I will. So no-mow May is a new, th- uh, kind of a trendy thing now where you don't <laughs> you don't mow during May because uh, it helps the pollinators and it helps things mm-hmm. like clover and dandelions, which your neighbors probably find annoying. Yeah. Um, But it's better for uh, the nature. So...
2: My husband loves mowing the lawn. Some
1: people do. He literally
2: uh-huh. won't do it all in one go because he likes to have a different section to do every day.
1: Well, some people, I, I people well, love, what love that. What kind of yeah. palace
5: are you living in, Brittany? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's...
1: 27 acres surrounding wow. our mansion.
5: Uh, who will go out to the South 40 and take care of that tomorrow?
1: <laughs> 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 oh, we got to go, man. It's 847. You got to get off the air, man. You got to get, Bye, you, get off the air to go fun. on fun. here. Thanks, yeah. Chris. Have a good day, sir. <laughs> Uh, We'll take a break. Be right back. Michael Bryan's going to join us for a couple of minutes now. Also, Elon Bailey will join us, the uh, new horror series From on MGM+. A couple of great things coming up
0: right after this, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com.
4: Hey everyone, Judd Zolgett here from Score North, and you know, wouldn't it be nice to lose over 20 pounds before summer? Well, you can with Livia's doctor-recommended program. Look and feel your best with a weight loss program voted number one in Minnesota. Receive personalized and guided support from Livia's team of experts. You know what? Join today and receive three months free. What are you waiting for? Get summer ready with Livia. Call 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. I lost 40 pounds a year plus back with this program. I'm going to tell you right now, this program works because it's about weight control. It's not about a diet. It's not about a fad. It is about losing the weight and then most importantly, keeping the weight off. Livia's dietitians and nutritionists are going to help you do exactly that. So start your success today and get summer ready. Call 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. That's L-I-V-E-A.com. Join now and receive three months free. Call now 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. Livia consistently voted Minnesota's best weight loss program year. Here, come to Olivia and
0: experience life-changing results. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
2: We got Tom rolling in right now.
1: I'm here. Here not you Not a problem. Is Michael with us? Uh, Michael will be with us after we talk to Ian. Oh, after Ian? Mm-hmm. Okay. That works for me. I thought he had something that he had to jump into it at 9 o'clock. He did not uh, have to do no, that No, he said that he could wait. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, Good. Excellent. So let me know when Ian's ready to go. Is he's Ian good. ready to go? Yeah, he's good to go, yep. Ian Bailey, how you doing? Good, Tom. How are you? Magnificent, no question about it. Uh, I'm really glad you're, you're talking to us this morning. Ian Bailey, MGM Plus's horror series from, new episodes now streaming. The second season of critically acclaimed show just premiered. Fans are already thrilled with what they're seeing. I want to hear all of You know, I don't want to talk about it. I want to hear all about it, Ian, because... I doubt that you're ever going to be a bigger horror fan than me, but I'm not a, I'm not big on the the over the top slasher deal. I mean if you get somebody gets yeah. stabbed it happens like in real life, but but yeah, horror real horror, I am a huge fan, Ian. So I want to hear all about uh from.
6: Well, Tom, I'm I think we're in alignment with that. I made a decision early on in my career that I would never do a slasher movie. Yep, uh, and and I don't want to sit in judgment of them, but they're just not my jam. I don't, I'm not going to do a Halloween or a Friday the Thirteenth or Scream. Uh, none of those. Um, but this is this is psychological horror. This is taking real life and just heightening the circumstances in the realm of nightmare and uh, monsters. Which just serves as a way to 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 look at yourself and look at everyone around you under under extreme circumstances, so in some way you can find out who you really are uh, when when the chips are down so you know i like i'm like way more into uh, the shining is one of the most uh, incredible movies mm-hmm. ever made, and that I would call a horror film uh, because of the the and that's terror from the, the entire the entire time you're watching that film, and that kind of sense pervades this story, where the characters are always it's always possibly right around the corner, um, something that could be that could be your demise. So it, and then, so on the flip side, people have to kind of you know have to kind of subscribe to carpe diem. You got to seize the day because at any moment. It could end, and people kind of love bigger and um, and uh, it, in some respects find little ways to enjoy their life more because you never know how long it's going to last.
1: Ian, you you have a huge future coming, and I'm going to tell you why. And this is my opinion. Looking back, at the 1960s horror, uh, good horror, came went shooting through the roof because of the Vietnam era, all the rest of it. It happened again in the 80s. Ian, I got to be honest with you, because of the 10% on the right and the 10% on the left that hate everybody, you guys who make horror films have a lot to work with now because it's not going to be too hard to convince people that horrible, horrible people are out there because right now we hear so much hatred uh, it, it, is that all part of it? Trying to trying to deal with other people's behavior, but that's why I started watching horror because, it's like, wait a second, why do people act the way they do? And I found a nice solution in horror films. There are bad parts to everybody, right?
6: Yeah, I think th- I, I, I think that's true, and that's why I wanted to do this. I read this yeah. uh, in in uh, early or, or yeah, I guess it would be early 2020, and. We were, you know, just started off in this in this carnival ride of a pandemic, uh, and I thought, okay, this 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 show is speaking to this. People can they get trapped in this place and they cannot leave. They have to. They cannot leave their home, otherwise they're 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 in danger of of uh, you know uh, being destroyed if they go outside. And there's so many obviously so many obvious parallels to yes. to what we've all. Collectively gone through in the last couple of years, and then it it begs the question: Well, what are the creatures? And I got ideas about what the creatures are uh, that want to, you know, to uh, that are predatory and want to take uh, light and life from from uh, the good citizen folk. I got ideas about that, and I I find that there's there's good allegory in this story. Like, okay, that that's what... That's who, that's who they are in this story, and it makes a lot of sense to me. So I figured, okay, this is, to your point, this show could do really well because people are feeling this. They are feeling a yes. sense of dread and the sense of terror, but also a real desire to build community uh, amongst your friends and family yep. uh, to get around this, to, to, to avoid uh The predator nature of that thing looking, you know, seeing you only as an object, uh, uh, a way to extract money from you or, you know, resources and energy. No. And we have to, we have to, we have to uh, bound together uh, in order to beat that force.
1: I really wish that you would repeat that. We do need to bind together to help one another out. It's a tough time. Uh, For me, again, like I said, horror series have been great for me because you can go, well, you know that. I guess that's well. I, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about, Ian. Um, you ever been in Minneapolis? No, I haven't. Well, the only reason I bring it up is Hennepin Avenue is the major street in in Minneapolis, and uh, it's pretty dangerous right now, like in most cities in America. So uh, a friend of mine called me and said, "Tom, I heard you've been talking on the show about you know it's pretty dangerous downtown. Just be careful when you're down there." Uh, So I'm going to go downtown, and I'll tell you what, I'll report back to you, because I just can't believe it's that bad. Two days later, he called me back on the show and said, Tom, eh, maybe there are some problems going on. He said, I I parked my car on Hennepin Avenue. I'm walking across Fifth Street on Hennepin Avenue, and there are two women, completely naked, both drunk, fist fighting. He said, I had to get back in my car and go home. (laughs) So this is what we're dealing with, Ian. It's reality, but that's going to make some great movies, I'll tell you that. Yeah,
6: it is reality, and it... You know pr- presumably could could be avoidable uh, but our resources go other places when it could, could be going to our own communities to look after people who are in desperate need you know i walk i'm I'm in Toronto, Canada right now, and they've got the problems here as well yes. I walk down the street here, and there was a woman screaming at people clearly deranged uh, uh clearly having had a really hard life and uh and 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 out of it yelling and screaming at people uh, walking by and i can only have empathy for that person because no. they, it, you don't just arrive at that place that is that is years in the making of abuse and neglect and feeling like people don't care uh... and i watched i stopped and i watched her for a minute i watched people walk by and you know avoid her completely and mm-hmm. there is a woman screaming at them and they act as if nothing is happening right because of course the defense mechanism but she must be like there's nothing i can do where anyone will pay any attention to me uh, I have no help, no support, and, and that's a that's a scary place to be. So, I, I really try and have empathy for people in that situation, and and you know I'm sure it didn't. I'm sure it's not easy to to fight naked on the sidewalk.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta believe you're right. See, this is I, I love this conversation because a lot of people poo-poo horror, it's like oh horror horror films are for the dim-witted and blah blah blah. Yeah, I agree. The slasher ones are for the dim-witted, but true horror. Well-written horror. There, it's let, let, let's go all the way back to Alfred Hitchcock. He was a genius at this stuff, right? Oh yeah. I mean, even my kids know the sound.
6: He, 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 he. <laughs> they know what that is. <laughs> I mean, you know, and that movie came out what in the early nineteen sixties?
1: Yeah, it did. It absolutely did. But,
6: talking about for those. I know you know, but maybe the listeners uh, some don't. Um, but yeah, uh, it, he uh, and the birds. I mean, c- the guy could make birds terrifying.
1: He <laughs> could. And by the yeah. way, people don't know this, but when uh, the woman is stabbed to death in the shower, uh, that's actually yeah. chocolate sauce that's going through the drain. But it looks like blood. But it was a black and white oh, movie. Oh
2: yeah,
6: yeah.
1: He used chocolate sauce because it looked thick and kind of ugh, yeah, kind of nasty.
6: And. And somehow that's really important. I showed my, my, my wife and my kids, Amadeus, the other night. It's yeah. incredible film. But in the very first scene, you see Soliari at the end of his life, and he has uh, tried to kill himself, and I'm not giving anything away because it's the very first scene. Right. But the blood was so bright red, that my kids were like, what is this? And they haven't even seen a lot of blood. Like, they don't (laughs) see much scary stuff. But they were like, come on, that blood looks like a joke. Am I supposed to take this movie seriously? And I was like, guys, just give it a chance. All right, the makeup person didn't get it right. They should have used chocolate sauce.
1: But come on. (laughs) See, there you go. Well, Ian, I don't know if you knew this or not, uh, 10 minutes ago that you'd pop on a show uh, where the host is telling you, you're helping us get through a period. Because I really do think the Alfred Hitchcocks of the world and the Ian Bailey's of the world make us feel better about the horror we're all going through right now and back then. It does help us a lot, so thank you.
6: Hey Tom, you know what? I, I, you know what I appreciate is jumping into something that's real, even though we only have you know a few minutes to, to speak and to get into. Something. I'm glad you didn't just ask some fluff questions. I'm glad you want to talk about what's what's really happening in our world because these things do need to be discussed. And and I, I'm grateful to you. Thank you.
1: Well, horror does a lot to help us get through it. It helps us experience things we don't have to experience in real life and and we know how that feels so the next thing get on an airplane come to minneapolis and get in the studio buster
6: oh i if if you're inviting me uh i when when i make it to minnesota which i'm due uh because i can't believe i've never even been to minnesota the land of you know however many thousands of lakes <laughs> you up and i will come into your studio just don't take me down to that that uh, or maybe we will. Maybe we'll we'll have a little like Looky loo down that street, and we'll see what we can find. Uh, ha- popping off on a at noon on a on a Wednesday afternoon.
1: Well, let me tell you, I'm looking at your picture right now, and it's very scary look you have on your face. So there you have it. You're very
6: serious, Minneapolis.
1: All right, <laughs> Ian. Thanks for your time. I look forward to seeing you soon, pal. Thank you. Okay, you bet. Thanks for having me, Ian Bailey, ladies and gentlemen. MGM Plus's horror series from. Um, you guys do believe that to be true, right? That we deal with, with the horrors in our lives, the things that are going on with movies, television, music, books, all the It helps us deal with this stuff, right?
2: Yeah. I I mean, you're right. Like it gives perspective. It also puts names to things that don't have names. And yeah, I think you're right.
1: Mm, I think, well, that's the way I've always looked at it. Are you a horror fan at all?
7: Uh, yeah, I would. Hang
1: on a second. There we go. There we go. We
7: um go. Yeah, I would say I'm a horror film fan. Not necessarily like the slasher. I don't either. Over the we top. We're, we were stuff, talking about but that. Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with a good, scary demon
1: movie. Yeah, like the like I said, the Alfred Hitchcocks of the world. He scared us by using our own personalities against us.
7: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it was brilliant. And even because like
7: now, I guess I wouldn't necessarily call it like a horror film, but like Get Out with like oh. it was a Jordan Poole that makes yeah, all those like, movies. Yeah. like yeah. he's phenomenal. Just like telling a story with you know it's not or Jordan Peele. There we go, Jordan yeah. Peele. I still he's have a question player. about him,
1: by the way. Yep. Yeah, there's a knock at your door, and you go answer your door, and your family's at the door. Wouldn't you kind of overreact a little to that thing? Like, hey, we're outside. What's the name of that movie? Uh, get it, no, is that Get Out? That's us. 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 Yeah. us, yeah, it's us. There you go. Yeah. Why would you follow yourself around trying to get rid of yourself? I don't. I didn't understand that movie at all. Mm. I don't get it. I mean, it's like
7: they. You're like, I don't know, because it's like I'm a scared of him themselves and. Like the under their other underworld people, I don't know how because it does it. Like indicate
1: that you are put on this earth, earth to ruin yourself, right? Like you're a, your own worst enemy type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. So actually, a pretty smart move. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think
7: he's definitely probably one of the better directors out there right now doing it. George, yeah,
1: yeah, I, yeah. I've seen a couple of his things, and it just—it's a weird deal, man.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.